Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we are going to talk about some of the characteristics of God that are on display in 1 Kings chapter 14 and 15. Sometimes people would say that these characteristics contradict each other, but we're going to see that we should be very glad that God is exactly how he is, exactly who he is, and that he operates with us the way that he does. So I'm going to paraphrase what we see in chapter 14, uh, verses 7 and following. Jeroboam, if you remember, the kingdom is divided. Israel has been divided. The son of Solomon, Rehoboam, is the king of the southern kingdom. That's Judah. That's two of the tribes, Judah and Benjamin. Jerusalem is the capital. That's where the temple is that the people of Israel are supposed to go worship at. And he drove away Jeroboam. And Jeroboam was a guy who represented the 10 northern tribes who had a little bit of a conflict. And Jeroboam drove them away. They established their own kingdom and they made Jeroboam their king. So Jeroboam's the first king of the northern kingdom. Rehoboam is the first king of the southern kingdom. And in chapter 14 of 1 Kings, we see that Jeroboam has a problem. His son has fallen ill and he wants to send his wife to go see a prophet to try to get that situation rectified. And basically, the prophet says nothing good and all bad news for Jeroboam. Basically, he says, I made you the leader of my kingdom, Israel. You have not followed my commands the way that David did. And so you're going to be punished for it. I'm going to bring harm upon your house. I'm going to cut off every male from Jeroboam's line. They're going to die out in the street and dogs are going to eat them up. They're going to die out in the fields and birds of the air are going to eat them up. And oh, your son who is sick, he's going to die as soon as your wife crosses the threshold of the city. That's exactly what happens. And here we have on full display God's anger, his justice, his righteousness, his holiness, his wrath. And these seem to be characteristics of God that we would rather he not display. We don't want God to display all this stuff and just waylay people and, and take out sinners. But friends, here's the thing. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. If God isn't holy, meaning if he's not perfect, we've got a problem. Because God is perfect, if he's not just, we've got a problem. In other words, if, if God being perfect doesn't punish sin, doesn't view sin as abhorrent, then that sin if he's acceptable to it in any way, shape, or form, even to a minuscule degree, threatens his holiness, threatens to stain him. Therefore, his wrath and his anger are totally justified. He is a perfect and holy God, and we are sinful and dirty people. And his wrath towards sin and toward the people who bear sin is totally justified. It's very, very good. We don't want a God who's not holy or who's not just, or who is not angry, or who doesn't show wrath towards sin. At the same time, we hope that God isn't only those things, right? Because if he's only those things, we are toast. And so let's look at 1 Kings chapter 15. Now we're going to go to the southern kingdom. Abijam reigns in Judah. 
First Kings 15, verse 1. Now, now in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam began to reign over Judah, the southern kingdom. He reigned there for three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Maekah, the daughter of Abishalom, and he walked in all the sins his father did before him. And his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father was. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem, setting up his son after him and establishing Jerusalem, because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn aside from anything that he commanded all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. So here in the southern kingdom, just let me say this. In the northern kingdom, we're going to have bad king after bad king after bad king. It's it's going to be bad the whole time. And eventually, the northern kingdom is going to fall to the Assyrians. That's going to be the Lord's punishment and judgment over them. The southern kingdom, we're going to have uh, a few righteous kings. We're going to have a lot of unrighteous kings. Abijam, who we just read about here, is one of those unrighteous kings. Uh, and in the southern kingdom, eventually, the Israelites are going to be exiled to Babylon. And that's going to be God's judgment to them for their unfaithfulness. However, however, it's very important what we read here in verse 4 and following. Abijam is following in the sins of his father Rehoboam. But God is going to put a lamp in Jerusalem. He's going to set up a son after him. He's going to continue the Davidic line. The sons of David, David, Solomon, Rehoboam, Abijam, and so forth. And the reason this is very important is because God made a promise to David way back in 2 Samuel chapter 7. We did that devotion maybe August 7th or 9th or something. 2 Samuel chapter 7, 4 through 17 is the Davidic covenant. This is where God says to David, I'm going to establish your throne forever. I'm going to establish a kingdom through you that has no end. God made that promise. And even though the covenant was supposed to be a covenant that the Israelite people also obeyed and they disobey, now, they, they, they fail to keep their end of the covenant. God is keeping his end of the covenant, and he is going to establish a kingdom forever through the Davidic line. So even though Abijam deserves the same judgment that Jeroboam in the northern kingdom and all the kings up there got, there is a glimmer of hope here in the southern kingdom. The tribe of Judah is going to produce a king who will reign over a heavenly kingdom. He's a perfect king of kings. He dies a sinless death. He rises on the third day. And through his death and resurrection, we can be forgiven. We can have his righteousness attributed to us. And this is because God is not just righteous and holy and just and wrathful and angry towards sin, but he is also full of compassion and grace and love. He meets the righteous requirements of the law through his own son. He kills his own son so the penalty can be marked paid on our behalf. And anybody who puts their faith and trust in Christ can be a recipient of that grace and love and can have the requirements of justice and holiness met in him. What an awesome gospel. Praise the Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for preserving his line, even during these dark days in 1 Kings. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. 
And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.